7 o'clock, I call the June 22nd, 2022 meeting of the Franklin Town Council to order. Please pause for a moment of silence. Please stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Announcements from the chair. All citizens are now welcome to attend public board and committee meetings in person. Meetings are live streamed by Franklin TV and shown on Comcast Channel 11 and Verizon Channel 29. In an effort to maximize citizen engagement opportunities, citizens will be able to continue to participate remotely via phone or you may click the zoom link that is on the posted agenda and on the town's website the phone number is 929-205-6099 and the meeting id is 830-0859-0 Again, the meeting ID is 830-0859-8050, and then you need to hit the pound sign. If residents are just interested in watching the meeting, it will be live streamed by Franklin TV. Next item on the agenda is citizens' comments. Citizens are welcome to express their views for up to three minutes on a matter that is not on the agenda. The council will not engage in a dialogue or comment on a matter raised during citizens' comments. The town council will give remarks appropriate consideration and may ask the town administrator to review the matter. Is there anyone in the council chambers that would like to speak on an item not on tonight's agenda? Please, just uh, name and address, please. My name is Adam Pakia, and I live on 25 Mary Jane Road. Okay. Um, I'd like to give a presentation on the greenhouse gas inventory for Franklin. Uh, I got into this project through the Franklin High School Green Team, and myself and two other students took inventory of all the emissions of the town. Next slide, please. Um, so one of the main tools we used was the Metropolitan Area Planning Council's greenhouse gas inventory tool. So through this, we were able to look at databases, censuses, and we reached out to that allowed us to get information on certain activities in the town that uh, leads to emissions. Uh, this is an overview of our findings. In per year, Franklin released 350,000 tons of CO2. And you can see this is broken up about 60% into stationary energy and around 40% into transportation with a small portion of the waste. Next slide, please. 
Uh, so stationary energy is any energy that that's uh, used by residential buildings, commercial and industrial buildings, and construction. And you can see on the graph here that it's mostly used, uh, it's mostly taken up by natural natural gas emissions, and a small portion is taken up by uh, pipe leaks of methane, or natural natural gas. In total, uh, the average Franklin resident emits uh, 10.8 tons of CO2 per year. And just to note that this isn't the average carbon footprint of each resident, but rather just the amount of emissions that happen in the town. So for example, this is accounted for airline travel or buying meat at the grocery store. Uh, you can see here that uh, much of the residential sector's emissions are taken up by tra transportation, specifically by gasoline cars, and the commercial <coughs> sector's transportation, most of it is taken up by natural gas emissions for heating and cooling. So what does it mean to be greenhouse gas uh, neutral? Uh, so basically what it means is that all emissions are offset by some kind of offset, be it planting trees or sequestering, sequestering carbon in the atmosphere. So this is our goal is to be fully carbon neutral by 2050. And uh, it's been great working with the town. We'd like to thank the town administration for helping us and getting us data for this. Uh, and um, if, if the town administration would like to work with us any more for this, uh, we'd be very excited for it. Thank you. Anyone any questions? We can't, we can't ask questions here, uh, since it's comments. But thank you very much for your thank presentation. You. OK, is there anyone else in the audience that would like to speak on an item not on tonight's agenda. Okay, is there anyone out there in Zoom land that would like to speak on an item not on tonight's agenda? I don't see anybody. Do you, Alicia? Okay, seeing none, we will move forward. Uh, next item on the agenda is approval of minutes. I'd entertain a motion to approve the minutes from April 13th, 2022. Zoom, move. Second. Motion and a second. <coughs> Additions, deletions. Seeing none, the vote will come on the motion. All those in favor, signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? May 25th. I'm sorry, May 25th. Sorry. Move it. Move it. Yeah. Move. Second. And a motion in a second. Any additions to deletions to May 25th? Seeing none, all in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Uh, approval of minutes from May 26th. 2022, entertain a motion. So moved. Second. Motion and second. Discussion, additions, deletions. Seeing none, the vote will come on the motion. All those in favor, signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Okay. Uh, next item on the agenda is proclamations and recognitions. We do have two this evening. Uh, the first one uh, is a proclamation for uh, FSPA and Electric Youth, and I have a little familiarity with this group, yeah. so <laughs> I think I'll read this one. I think they've been there before. Once or twice. He used to sing. 
Okay, Town of Franklin, a proclamation honoring Electric Youth on the occasion of their 2022 European tour. Whereas Franklin is home to the Franklin School for the Performing Arts and is extremely talented musical theater ensemble known as Electric Youth. And whereas this exceptional group of young performers will be embarking on their 2022 European tour in July, where they will perform with the Boston Show Band in Belgium, France, Switzerland, and Italy, with a special performance in Normandy at the Church Square of St. Mary Iglesias, which was the first town in France to be liberated by the Allied forces on D-Day. And whereas during their time overseas, Electric Youth will assume the role of ambassadors of America's youth and will proudly represent the Franklin School for the Performing Arts and the town of Franklin as they traveled, using the power of the arts to connect with communities abroad. Now therefore be it known that the Electric Youth Musical Theater Ensemble is recognized with pride and best wishes by the Town Council of the Town of Franklin as they set out on their 2022 European tour as ambassadors of America's youth and representatives of Franklin. Signed, Thomas D. Mercer, Chairman, Franklin Town Council. very happy to be here at the town council meeting. Um, we come annually before we um, head off to um, Europe for our tour. We're very happy to be going once again this year. And before we leave, um, Electric Youth will present a um, Bon Voyage concert this weekend, uh, Friday and Saturday evening at the Black Box. We'd love to see uh, members of the community come to see the show. Um, I think they're going to introduce themselves right now, and then we um, have something, a couple of things to sing for you. Um, they go on tour, uh, as Mr. Mercer said, with an eight-piece band and a fully choreographed show. Um, but tonight, a couple of things a cappella. You can introduce yourself. I'm Haley Driscoll. I recently just graduated from Franklin High School. And next I will be attending Marymount Manhattan, where I will be studying as a beautiful musical leader I'm Andy Fox, and I just finished my sophomore year at Franklin High School. I'm Susan Serta, and I'm going to be a rising senior at Wilford High School. I'm Tatiana McAlpine, and I will be a senior at Franklin High School in the fall. I'm Emmy Trombert, and I just finished my junior year at Franklin High School. I'm Abby Soto, I just graduated Franklin High School, and I'll be attending James Madison University to double major in dance and communications. I'm Erin Belger, and I am a rising senior at Hopkinton High School. I'm Sammy Goldman, and I just graduated from Walpole High School, and I'll be attending University of Oklahoma for acting. My name is Finley Doherty, and I just completed my sophomore year at Mount St. Charles Academy. 
My name is Devin DeAngelis, and I just finished my freshman year at Medway High School. My name is Jonathan Henry, and I just finished my sophomore year at Franklin High School. I'm Audrey Minningham, and I'm a rising senior at FSPA Academy. I'm Ashley Pepin, and I finished my sophomore year at Franklin High School. I'm Madigan Workus, and I'm a rising senior at Mount St. Charles Academy. You can get organized too soon. <laughs> you might want to back up just a little bit. <laughs> okay. Take direction here to Franklin, um, they fall in love with our town, which is a really fabulous thing because it gives us the opportunity um, for our young people, our young emerging performers to have access to some great people. One of those is um, Jim Hogan, 
who is uh, not only a Broadway theater performer, uh, but he's a member of a group called T3. Um, they debuted in live performance at the Black Box. They came to be during the pandemic as a virtual performing group, but they were recently on America's Got Talent, and they're on their way to a recording contract and a national tour. So very exciting about Jim Hogan is that he loves electric youth and has re, um, arranged the a cappella music that they sing. Uh, this particular song we're going to sing for you now, um, we also recorded, and it is scheduled for release on all streaming platforms on Friday. So we hope that you will have access to it. But tonight, a live performance. We'll use this song as we travel abroad to say thank you in communities that welcome electric youth in um, and host us for concerts as we travel. Another turning point, a fork stuck in the road. Time grabs you by the wrist and directs you where to go. So make the best of this test and don't ask why. It's not a
one of the readings. Yeah, when I call you. Okay. Okay, the next uh, item on the agenda is another proclamation, and it's for the LGBTQIA plus Pride Month recognition, and I'd ask Councilor Cormier Ledger uh, to read the proclamation. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. It's with great pride that I present this proclamation this evening. The Town of Franklin, a proclamation recognizing June as LGBTQIA plus Pride Month. Whereas the Stonewall Riots, which took place in Manhattan on June 28, 1969, marked a pivotal moment in the hard-fought ongoing journey toward equality for the LGBT plus community. And whereas in June of 1970, one year after and in commemoration of the Stonewall Riots, New York City held our nation's very first gay pride parade, which is widely considered to be the event which launched the modern day LGBT plus movement and established June as its Pride Month. And whereas the LGBT plus community has achieved extraordinary milestones, including marriage equality, state and federal workplace protection, and the Matthew Shepard and James Byrd Jr. Hate Crime Prevention Act, yet continues to battle discrimination, targeted violence, and threats against their freedom to live authentically and whereas the town of Franklin recognizes that it is especially important during the month of June to reflect on the struggles that the community has faced, the progress that's been made, and the work that still needs to be done. And whereas the town of Franklin stands with individuals identifying as lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, intersex, asexual, and other sexual orientations and gender identities in celebration of this progress and appreciation of diversity, and as advocates of equal treatment for all. Now therefore be it known that the Town Council of the Town of Franklin recognizes and celebrates June as LGBT plus Pride Month, signed June 22nd, 2022 by Thomas Marshall, Chairman of the Franklin Town Council. Thank you. Folks, we're gonna just take Two minutes here to get a picture with the kids and then we'll be right back to the agenda. Call the uh, June 22nd, 2022 Town Council meeting back into session. Uh, next item on the agenda is appointments. Uh, we have a few tonight. Chief. Chief McLaughlin from the Fire Department. Good evening, Mr. Chairman, members of the Town Council. Tonight's my pleasure to introduce the two newest members of the Franklin Fire Department, Richard Save and Timothy Sweeney. Richard, if you'd step forward, please. Um, tonight is actually Richard's 30th birthday. So, uh, this is good. Good good Five minutes ago, we could have had the young people from Singapore. <laughs> They told me to hold on. <laughs> um, so Rich is from Dighton, where he graduated from Dighton Rehoboth High School in 2010, and then attended Bristol Community College. He attended paramedic school at the Comprehensive Medical Teaching Institute and worked for East Care Private Ambulance before, before becoming a member of the Eastern Fire Department during the past five years, where his dad retired as a firefighter. Rich is currently enrolled in the Health Science Program at, BBC, at BCC, 
Rich currently lives in Franklin with his girlfriend, Danielle, who will be pinning his badge after his swearing. Happy birthday. Thank you so much. Come on closer, I won't bite. I promise. Promise? I promise. Don't take that to the bank. <laughs> <laughs> she really doesn't like you.
Thank you, Chief. Uh, moving forward, uh, next item, next appointment, uh, annual reappointments of boards and committees. Clerk will read the appointments. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I have quite the list of appointed committee members today. As of June 2022, the town administrator has appointed the following individuals to serve boards and committees. Agricultural Commission, three-year terms, five members. Marion Elizabeth Siminski of 529 Pleasant Street, uh, June 30th, 2025, the following two are also the same date. Nick Hoffman, 10 Hoffman Farm Road, uh, Linda Noel of 555 Lincoln Street. Board of Registrars, three years terms, four members, Kristen Mance of 18 Dover Circle, for June 30th, 2025. Uh, Charles River Pollution Control District, three-year term, three members, David uh, Formato of 13 Town Line Road, June 30, 2025. Uh, the Community Preservation Committee, one and two year terms. Nine total members, Dave McNeil at large, 85 Cross Street. Now they are all on the following date of June 30, 2024. Renee Doyle of 3 Greensfield Road at large, Christopher Feely of 5 Taft Road from the Housing Authority, Richard Power of 10 Royal Court, from the Planning Board, Phyllis Mazir Malcolm of 37 Uncas Ave. From the Historical Commission, Wayne Samarian of 204 Jordan Road. From the Recreation Advisory, and Jeffrey Livingston of 68 Daniel Street. Um, from the Conservation Commission. Uh, Conservation Commission, via term, seven members. Uh, dates June 30, 2025, Michael Rain, 120 Eric Drive. Uh, Jeffrey Livingston of 68 Daniel Street. <clears throat> Council on Aging, three-year term, nine members. Uh, all dated June 30th, 2025, one dated uh, June 30th, 2024. Ken Norman of 18 Daniel Street, Faith Flaherty of 13 Glen Drive, and Phyllis Nazir Malcolm of 37 Uncasab, who is new, and Rob Kaufman of Fork and Hassan Way, who is also new. He is the um, June 30th, 2024 date. Cultural District Committee, three-year term, seven members. John Lapresti of 109 Jefferson Road, uh, June 30th, 2025. Pandora Colucci, also June 30th, 2025, from 1 Tony Lane. Design Review Commission, three-year term, five members. Uh, James Bartrow, 99 Pine Street, June 30th, 2025. Finance Committee, three-year term, nine members. Uh, Nicole Glazero of 15 Mary Jane Road, June 30th, 2025. Franklin Cultural Council, in initial term, two years and three-year term nine members are on this. Sarah Cronin of 133 Cottage Street, June 30th, 2025. The Franklin Disability Commission, three-year terms, there are seven members on this. Mary O'Neill, 102 uh, Beaver Street, these are all dated June 30th, 2025. Karen Gordon of 55 Dean Avenue, apartment number one, and Martha Murray of 10 Salem Circle. Historical Commission for three terms, seven members on this board. Randy LaRosa, 298 Main Street, June 30, 2025. And Alan Earls of 23 Marvin Avenue, dated June 30, 2024. This is a new full member. Historical Commission Associate Member, one year term, Janice Prentice of 126 Stone Ridge Road, June 30, 2023. And Kai Olson, same date, 149 West Central Street. Housing Authority, five-year term, five members. George Danello with 56 Jefferson Road, dated June 30th, 2027. Library Board of Directors, three-year terms, there are five, five members on this board. One member, Amanda Rabbit of 258 Lincoln Street, June 30th, 2025. 
the Municipal Affordable Housing Trust Fund Committee, one year term, Judith Bonifat for 37 Arlington Street. These are all dated June 30th, 2023. Marion Bertone, 17 Gray Wolf Drive. Christopher Verker of 63D Nav. Maxine Kinhart here at the Municipal Building. Christopher Feely of Five Tap Drive. And Susan Jonas of 57 Stone Ridge Road, June 30th, uh, 2023. Norfolk County Advisory Board, one year term. Peter Padula from uh, 14 Fort Apache Drive, June 30th, 2023. Recreation Advisory Board, three-year term, five members, two members of Larry Pollard of 155 Summer Street, dated June 30, 2025. Mark Etcher, same date, 34 Barron Road. Uh, Zoning Board of Appeals, three-year term, five members, Bruce Hunchard of 496 Summer Street, dated June 30, 2025. Motion to ratify the annual appointments to, to the following boards and commissions. Second. Motion and second, discussion. Council Plegman. I just have a question. I want to be sure that it's correct here. Um, on the Historical Commission, mm -hmm. we have Alan Earls as a full-fledged member, and his application says, I am interested in serving only as an associate. Do, do uh, sure. I believe there was another email in the packet where they had someone that uh, did not uh, want to renew, or they were filling a seat, and Mr. Earls did say, I believe I have to look quickly in the packet, but I believe in the packet. I know he wrote an email a couple of weeks ago because the Historical Commission voted four to nothing to ask him to be a full member. Okay, and he wants to be a full member. Fine, fine, thank you. If, if not, maybe he'll write an article tomorrow and tell me that he didn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking. <laughs> thank you, Council Flegri. Uh, any other discussion? Councilor Frangillo. Yeah, uh, just a few questions. Uh, for you, Danny, how how many uh, applications? Could you give us a little about the application process that we uh, alert the public and how, how much uh, traffic we receive? Yeah, that's a great question, Councilor Jones. So um, I would say on a generally an annual basis. I wish I could say it was always in July or this time or a certain time of the year. Uh, usually, when there's a vacancy, we'll put out an announcement of certain kind of larger committees, um, you know, the bigger decision body uh, committees. Um, and traditionally, when we do put out an announcement, we do get a lot of applications. Um, so because there are so many seats that are not being renewed this year, and it was probably about a half a dozen, um, probably in July, we'll put out what we call a vacancy report, and we will put out a posting with all the available seats that are open. Normally, we don't need to do that every year, uh, and mainly because when we put out a posting for a vacancy report, we end up getting way more applications for volunteers than we could ever fill seats. And so we keep a lot of those folks um, you know, in, our, uh, in our files. A good example of that would be Susan Eunice, actually, on the Municipal Affordable Housing Trust. She applied to be on the Community Preservation Committee. Um, there were, you know, as everybody remembers, way more seats, uh, way fewer seats available than people that applied. Almost 25 people or 30 people applied. Um, and Susan's a good example, just as one of many, uh, somebody that applied for that. And then when the seat on the trust opened up, she jumped on it right away. We called her. Uh, and so usually we keep those files on, uh, or those applications on file uh, until people either decide they're not, they're, they're not interested anymore um, or we run out of people for various communities. So, uh, in July, uh, I do anticipate a pretty good announcement going out with probably a half a dozen to a dozen uh, available seats 
and I would anticipate that we'd get two or three times as many applications. Still have to follow up. Um, when a, a term is up, is that, I guess, for, by practice from town administration, is that seen as uh, an opportunity for reappointment or an opportunity to shoot back out and if they're still the most qualified candidate, then we would shoot back Yeah, through Mr. Chair. Um, so normally in about April or May, uh, the staff, Julie and Alicia in this case, you know, reach out to each member to see if they want to be reappointed. I think tradition has generally been, unless you're some sort of a disruptive member or the committee kind of tells me that something's not working out or the individual says this isn't working out, um, you know, we give the benefit of the doubt to people to re-up and renew their committee appointment. It's certainly not an obligation we have to do. Um, I think there is some argument to be made at, at a minimum that there's some core cons consistency on a committee is helpful, particularly for decision-making bodies like the Conservation Commission, just as one example, or the Finance Committee. There's a lot of institutional knowledge that comes with that. When you have too much rotation of one board that much, um, sometimes it can kind of lose a little bit of gravitas or lose a little bit of knowledge. So um, traditionally, we do uh, we do a lot of ask people if they want to re-up, uh, renew their membership. And it's pretty difficult to tell people that they can't renew if they're still interested. Um, these are volunteers. They are giving up a lot of their time. Um, and um, you know, in terms of the list that's here, we haven't heard of any issues that would that would think otherwise. I appreciate that. I think uh, if we have an opportunity to maybe re-examine those policies, I, I get why the institutional knowledge is helpful. I also think a lot of it's baked into the process where not everyone's up uh, at the same time. Um, and while I also appreciate you know uh, the length of time and the fact that they're volunteers, uh, there's also a whole bunch of benefits of getting uh, new people in. And I just want to make sure that we're not missing out on. You know, potential community members that could be helping out on these very important and you know uh, often uh, you know they change for, you know substantial parts of town um, and I just want to make sure that we're getting the right people in there. Mr. Chair and I think Councilor Fragillo brings up a good excellent point which is the terms are staggered for reasons which is you know pretty common uh, among non-elected boards um, and I would say that um, you know, my tenure here of almost seven years, I think if I look at the bigger committees, the most of them, including the Finance Committee, Conservation Committee, Commission, and a few others, the, the overwhelming majority of those do have a very healthy cycle of new faces. Even the Finance Committee, for one reason, I think George is probably the ranking member. People may notice Bill Dowd, the current chairman, did yeah. not renew his, his, uh, his, his, um, uh, his term. Um, and I think almost everybody else that's on the FinCom has been appointed since I've been here. Um, so at least there's, like that's a good example. I think there is a natural rotation. There's a natural shelf life for most members. Most people don't spend you know, 12, 15, 20 years on one committee. Uh, there's been a pretty good, healthy uh, turnover. Um, and, I, and I think that to Councilor Fragile's point, you know, like we do every couple years, and maybe we can do it more often. Sometimes the difficulty is if I have too many people that want to volunteer, I'm usually the one that has to tell people no. Um, there's not a seat, and so sometimes you get people that on the inverse don't or get upset that they don't get appointed in due time. Um, and so when we do do a vacancy report like we'll do this summer, uh, we do usually bring in a couple dozen new people that will uh, kind of fill the well at least for another year or so. Appreciate it, though. Okay. 
Thank you, Council Frangillo. Council Jones. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, in regards to Council Frangillo's comments, uh, you're not wrong in regards to keeping a healthy mix of people. But I think one of the things, and I think many of my members who have been on this board for some time, Jamie and, and Jeff can, Jeff Nutty can remember, that there were times when we just basically were struggling to get people to volunteer for these positions. I think it's really, just turned over. there's really been quite quite an influx of individuals who have garnered an interest in getting involved publicly and, and into these boards. And I cannot even begin to tell you how excited I am to see people stepping up and wanting to get involved in a volunteer aspect. A lot of times people who, who have hopes of getting involved in some form of a committee usually try to get into one, but unfortunately it's full. So the benefit of them joining something else is to become familiar with how the process works. Is always such a great step and stuff, kind of to what uh, Time Mr. Trader was referring to. But uh, reading this list today and seeing the individuals who, who almost consistently, people like Chris, who consistently just step up to try and help out on the many aspects that I the volunteerism is just, a, it's just an admirable thing. I really give so much credit and kudos to everyone who steps up and, and volunteers their time. Because I think one of the one things that many of us, especially on the council, can understand, I know the school committee can understand this, is that there's countless amounts of hours behind the scenes that people don't see that go into making these boards and these commissions and committees work. Countless hours. And that's, that is a dedication that, that is an admirable thing. And I appreciate everyone who puts their hard time into it. Thank you, Councilor Jones. Any other comments? Seeing none, the vote will come on the motion to approve the annual reappointments as just recited by a clerk. All those in favor, signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Uh, next item, Tri-County School Committee appointment. Uh, Jen D'Angelo, uh, clerk will read the appointment. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. This is an appointment for the Tri-County Regional Vocational School Committee for Jennifer D'Angelo of 34 Wachusett Street, Franklin, Massachusetts, 02038. The Tri-County Regional Vocational School Committee has recommended the appointment of Jennifer D'Angelo to serve as a member of the Tri-County Regional Vocational School Committee with an expiration of June 30th, 2025. Uh, this is a motion to ratify the appointment by the town administrator of Jeff, uh, Jennifer D'Angelo to serve as a member of the Tri-County Regional Vocational School Committee. Second. Motion and second. Discussion, Jamie? Great candidate. Questions or comments from the council? Councilor like Flavin. I'd like to second that um, great candidate. She was on our school committee, did a wonderful job, and if you read her um, volunteer form here, she's done so much, graduated from all these different places. She's an asset, and I'm happy that she came forward again. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thank you, Councilor Flavin. Any other questions or comments? Seeing none, the vote will come on the motion to approve Jennifer D'Angelo to the Tri-County School Committee. All those in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Okay, uh, next item on the agenda, hearings. We do not have any this evening. No license transactions, no presentations and discussions. You're welcome. Uh, legislation for action. Resolution 22-36. FY23 CPA budget and 
reservations. Clerk will read the resolution. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. This is resolution 22-36. This is an appropriation uh, from fiscal year 2023 estimated <coughs> revenues for administrative expensive, uh, expenses, $94,350 uh, reserve accounts. From fiscal year 23, estimated revenues for historical preservation reserve, $188,700. Fiscal year 23, estimated revenues uh, for community housing reserve, $188,700. And from fiscal year 23, estimated revenues for open space and recreation reserve, $180,700. From fiscal year 23, estimated revenues for budgeted reserves, $1,226,550. Total amount requested $1,887,000 for the purpose. Uh, to see if the town will vote to appropriate or reserve from the Community Preservation Fund and annual revenues in the amounts recommended by the Franklin Community Preservation Committee for required reserve accounts and administrative expenses and, expenses and other expenses in fiscal year 2023, 20, uh, with each item to be considered a separate appropriation. Motion to be moved and voted by the Town Council that the sum of $1,887,000 be appropriated or reserved as indicated above from the Community Preservation Fund annual revenues in the amounts recommended by the Franklin Community Preservation Committee in fiscal year 2023. This resolution should become effective according to the provisions of the Town of Franklin Home Charter, Community Preservation Committee voting action meeting on 6-7-2022 was voted Eight. Was it eight to nothing? Yeah, it was a using Okay. I think there was one. I was trying to remember if there was one. Rick Powell was that. Yeah, there was one. So it was eight to nothing. That's correct. Perfect. For recommended amount of one million eight hundred eighty-seven thousand dollars. Move resolution twenty-two thirty-six. Second. Motion and second. Discussion, Jamie. Through Mr. Chairman. So simply put, the vote between before the council this evening is the recommended formal legal recommend, recommendation from the uh, community preservation <coughs> committee. Um, really what this budget simply does, um, and you'll get to the authorizing projects in the next resolutions, but for this one it just sets out 5% administrative costs, which is uh, under the statute, 10% for each of the three categories, and 65% remaining uh, in the budgeted reserve. So it's just simply stating the uh, legal framework in which we have to spend the money by those amounts in those categories. We don't have to spend the money, I should say. <laughs> but if we were gonna spend the money, and the community was gonna spend it, some of which is gonna be in the next resolution, those are the legal requirements we have to have for FY23. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. Questions or comments from the council? Seeing none, the vote will come on the motion to approve resolution 22-36, majority votes required. All those in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Resolution 22-37, FY23 CPC appropriation of capital funds. Clerk will read the resolution. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. This is resolution 22-37. <coughs> this is an appropriation for fiscal year 23 community preservation appropriation of funds uh, capital. Total amount requested, $905,000 for the purposes to appropriate from community preservation's available funds, the following amounts, as recommended by the Community Preservation Committee for community preservation projects in fiscal year 2023, with each item to be considered a separate appropriation. Source, 
Historic Preservation Reserve for the purpose of Town Clerk Vault Records Preservation. Total amount $15,000. Historic Preservation Reserve Historical Museum Cupola. Total amount $70,000. Historic Preservation Reserve Red Brick Schoolhouse Exterior Preservation $200,000. Community Housing Reserve Franklin Ridge Affordable Housing Project $320,000. <coughs> Budgeted Reserve Nason Street Tot Lot $300,000. For total amount of $905,000. Community Preservation Committee recommendation uh, on meeting date 6 7 2022, voted 8 0. 8 0. Uh, would recommended amount of $905,000. This is a motion be moved and voted by the Town Council that the sum of $905,000 be appropriated from the Community Preservation Reserves in the amounts and for projects indicated above in fiscal year 2023, with each item to be considered a separate appropriation. This resolution should become effective according to the provisions of the Town of Franklin Home Rule Charter. Move resolution 22-37. Second. Motion second, discussion. Through you, Mr. Chairman, we have some projects. This is huge. Um, this is what everybody voted for. This is the stuff, why people raised their bills 100 bucks. You know, we had Maple Hill, great project, you know, good victory. But uh, it's really exciting to bring these forward uh, and endorsed by the Community Preservation Committee. I think these are a lot of projects that I think, um, particularly the Nation Street Top Lot and River Schoolhouse, I think are projects people uh, had in mind. Um, and as Stuart Saginaw from the coalition um, said to us at our training on uh, that first meeting, and I know Council Flagler was there as well, uh, and Councilor Hamlin, I think, you know, the goodness of this is spread the money around to the four uses, right? Make sure everybody in the constituencies in the community have a bite of the uh, apple. And uh, I'm just uh, grateful to be able to get these projects moving. Last quick comment I would mention, uh, the Red Brick Schoolhouse uh, has been out to bid. Uh, we did have over two dozen contractors take out the plans, which is a great sign. And so the bids will be due soon, and we expect the work to hopefully start when a contract gets settled sometime in July. Thank you, Jamie. Uh, since we do have the chairman of the CPC here this evening, Chris, anything you'd like to add? I'm just here if you have any questions. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Questions or comments from the council? Councilor Jones. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, from you to, to, to Jamie. The Red Brick Schoolhouse still being um, occupied or, or Purposed by the robotics club, if I'm correct. That's correct. Yeah. They still enjoy themselves. Yeah. Uh, they're enjoying themselves to, uh, I think, a huge level. Yeah, I think they really are having a lot of fun. They're, I mean, I, I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to say it, at some point they probably are going to need a new space because the popularity of the program um, has been huge, and that's the ref that's the effect of bringing them back from their rental place in Bellingham back to Franklin where they've been able to grow the program as opposed to losing Franklin students. Um, so it's been a really, really great success story. I appreciate you asking. Thank you. It's helpful to have that robotics lab in the high school. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> just, just saying. Just saying, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Council Jones still on the floor. That's it. That's it. Council Hamlin. Thank you, Mr. Chairman, through the chair. Well, basically just a comment. I'm just so excited about that we have these projects that are going to get done. It's so exciting. I want to thank everyone in the town who voted 
for it or even against it. I hope people understand what this has done for the town and for the, um, just to be able to do these things that we've always wanted to do and now we can do it. It's really exciting. Um, you can tell I'm very excited about it. It's very, I'm very happy. I do have a question about um, the process for a second there to Jamie, through, through the chair to Jamie. Um, why does it have to be a separate appropriation? Um, I'm not sure I understand. Well, because it says like each item to be considered a separate appropriation. Is that just for the? I think this. To be honest, I think it's generally an accounting thing. Okay. So it'll be, right. Each of the monies would end up going into a separate account. So if if one of them came under budget, then we couldn't just put the money somewhere else. Right. So if the Red Brick Schoolhouse bids came in at 170000 not two hundred. I can't just go use the 300000 and up it to go give it to the town clerk for more records preservation. Okay. It has to go back to the CPC, and they would have to then, uh, and then <coughs> recommend that amount then, back to you. Then they would send it back out. Right? That's correct. Okay, yeah, okay. That, that answers my question. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and the um, clerk vault, my sister is a genealogist. I'm very excited about organizing. Um, the vault for it's so there's so much stuff in there it's very exciting so thank you mr chairman thank you councillor hamlin councillor dorco thank you thank you mr chairman uh, jamie i just want to thank you for bringing up the red brick schoolhouse and getting it all done because if i deliver oil to warren's house any more time <laughs> running out and yelling at me about fixing the the red brick school so warren if you if you're listening, I told you it was going to be May or June. He's going to be done stop by and tell him. Thank you, Councilor DeLarco. Councilor Pellegrini. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I want to thank Chris and his committee for all the hard work that they've done and for selecting these two, five um, projects. And I'm wondering, were there many other projects that were kind of put on a back burner? It was all done by vote of your committee? So these projects were approved by vote of the committee, yes. Sorry. Thank you. These projects were uh, approved by vote of the committee, and every one of them was unanimous. Uh, there were other projects that we discussed, but if you'll notice, these are the ones that were brought forward by the administration um, for the first go around with this. So we're going to have a rolling application process. So if someone other than the municipality came forward with a project, we vote on that independently. Oh, I see. So there are other projects that may come forward now uh, from your committee. No, they wouldn't, they wouldn't come from us. They would come to us. Come to you? Yes. Okay. So you had how many in all? I think Maybe not saying, so, I understand your question. These were the only ones that were presented, but we discussed other ones like uh, people talked about they wanted pickle courts in town. So there's going to be a myriad of other projects that come forward. This was the first pass, and we'll vote on the merits of each one as they come forward. Well, these were wonderful projects right here. Thank you. I look forward to seeing them completed. And in fact, just this week, I had two phone calls about the Brick School. Uh, and Warren wasn't done. <laughs> and I think that people are going to be very, very happy, you know, t to see this taking place. I hope so. It's a wonderful thing for the town. And Franklin Ridge Affordable Housing Project, what are we doing? So I'm probably going to need some help from Jamie on this one, but it's a uh, housing project that's up behind Eaton Place. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. 
which is, I believe, 60 units of affordable housing. Yeah, yeah three units. Yeah. It's the it's the project the council and ZBA approved uh, for the uh, kind of mirroring building um, uh, that I've been uh, pounding away at our legislators and congressional delegation, even Senator Warren when she was here. Mm -hmm. All of you know we have 60 units of shovel-ready senior housing ready to go. We just need like $28 million, um, and we've been chipping away at it. Um, this amount here gets us over the million dollar mark between grants, CPA, and some um, legislation that Senator Rauch and, and Representative Roy were able to get through. Um, and um, we're hoping for more state and federal investments, hence why when Congressman Offenkloss was here, we talked to him about it. Um, it's just a little bit, and this, uh, Councilor Pellegri, um, this amount matches the required 10% contributions for FY22 and FY23. Um, you know, it's not that we couldn't do more, um, but um, you know, the state and federal government has to help us out on this project. Mm -hmm. um, so the housing trust has contributed too. And the housing and the housing trust has contributed a half a million dollars to the to the project as well. I hope that people realize that this money right now is um, hot the money that's come from the CPA, you know, voting for that. And it's not directly coming, am I correct by saying that, not directly coming out of their money, the taxpayers' money, it's coming out of the amount that has to be put in from every house, yes. So th this money is what was collected in the previous year? In the previous year, yes. right. Correct. We don't have to go back to the taxpayers and ask them for any yes. more money for these projects. Absolutely. And that's what they have to realize. Yes, I mean, absolutely. That's, my point. that's correct. Thank you again for all your hard work. You're welcome. Thank, Thank you. you, Mr. Chairman. Thank you, Councilor Pellegrini. Councilor Chairman. Through you, Mr. Chairman. First, um, as you guys said, people have to remember, 60% of the town voted for this. So it was really a good turnout, and I'm glad people are getting something out of this. Secondly, not to sound like a broken record, but I am so happy about the red brick schoolhouse also. I've said it at other meetings. Um, it's just, that's the piece that, every time you drive by it and you just look at it, it's just, you walked around it how many times with your committee, right? It, it, it just it just doesn't look good. I have a picture of it in my house. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you my number, can you send that to me? I, um, seriously though, it's, it's just so, it, yeah, it's so dilapidated, and it's just, I'm really excited just to see the progress as we drive by, and I think the residents will really get to see that right away, because these other things you don't always see. I mean, you'll see the, the top lot, but not everyone goes down Mason Street. I mean, so many people go by this. So I really appreciate your committee putting that on this and the town pushing it so much. So thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thank you, Councilor Chandler. Councilor Sheridan. I got chair three for you. Uh, so what was the other thing people talked about? Pickle what? Pickleball. Pickleball. I like pickleball. Uh, anything else? <laughs> what else did they talk about? Anything else? There was a whole list of other projects. There were other playgrounds that needed to be updated. Right. I think Fletcher Field was one of them that needed some work. I think the King Street Park. Um, other affordable housing projects. And what's the process? Any citizen can come to your committee and anyone can bring a project forward, yes. Okay, great. Thank you. Thank you, Councillor Sheridan. Any other councillors? Seeing none, the vote will come on the motion to approve resolution 
Uh, 22-37, majority votes required. All those in favor, signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Chris, thank you so much. Thank you. All your, all your work and your committee's work. And one person who was neglected to be mentioned that helped us and showed up at all our meetings was Alicia. I'm standing. Uh, okay, next item on the agenda, resolution 22-38, CPC appropriation of funds, debt service, Maple Hill land. Clerk will read the resolution. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. This is resolution 22-38. Uh, this is an appropriation from fiscal year 2023, uh, community preservation appropriation of funds, uh, debt service, Maple Hill land. Total amount requested $271,489. Purpose to appropriate from the Community Preservation Open Space Reserve Fund the sum of $271,489 to pay the annual Maple Hill Land Bond Debt Services. Uh, community, pres uh, community Preservation Committee recommendations uh, met on June 7, 2022. The vote was 8-0. <clears throat> to recommend $271,489. Motion, be it moved and voted by the town council <clears throat> that the sum of $271,489 be appropriated from the Community Preservation Open Space Reserve Fund to pay the annual Maple Hill Land Bond Debt Services. This resolution shall become effective according to the provisions of the Town of Franklin <coughs> Charter. Move resolution 22-38. Second. Motion and a second. Discussion, Jamie. Three, Mr. Chairman. So this is the uh, first payment on the Maple Hill property. Um, uh, in the future, uh, I do not believe we're going to have to do this annually, but what we wanted to do is make sure people understood what the price was on an annual basis. This is actually for the interest, the principal, for interest for FY22 and the principal for 23 Excuse me, the interest for FY22 as well as the principal and interest for FY23 is $271,000. Um, and I do want to note uh, from the borrowing that was done uh, about a month ago, uh, we did get a 3.38 interest rate. Um, so that gives the community a good gauge, at least until the Fed acts again, which I'm sure they will, um, at where the interest rate sits both in the current climate as well as with the AAA bond rating because after the AAA is when we got the bond rate. And we were 0.12% off of our exact prediction. So kudos to Chris and Kerry uh, for being pretty darn close. <coughs> Great. Thank you, Jamie. Questions or comments from the council? <laughs> Councilor Hamley. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I was just going to say that this is... Um, Another amazing thing that we can do because we have the CPA, we can actually save open space that everyone wants to do. And um, and thank you to Chris and Kerry for this great bond rating that we have. It's, and so it's really not that much money to save open space, which is one, a wonderful thing that everyone, I believe, in the community wants us to do. So thank you again, Chris and Jamie and um, Mr. Chairman. Thank you. Thank you, Councilor Hamlin. Any other councilors? Hey. Seeing none, the vote will come on the motion <laughs> to, to approve resolution 22-38. A majority votes required. All those in favor, signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries. 
Resolution 22-40, Appropriation Transfers, FY22. Clerk will read the resolution. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. This is Resolution 22-40. This is Appropriation for Transfers of Fiscal Year 2022. Purpose to transfer Fiscal Year 2022 appropriations to cover unanticipated shortfalls as follows. Uh, source 011-23-200, Town Administrator's Expenses, $7,800, 011-51-200, Legal Expenses, $20,000, 014-22-200, DPW Expenses, $10,000, Norfolk Aggie Expenses, $7,700, for a subtotal of $45,500, Uses, um, to 012-2100, Fire Salaries, $4,300, 0122200, fire expenses $10,000, 0119600, central services $10,000, 0113500, Com comptroller salaries $9,600, 0151100, uh, human services salaries $11,600, for a total amount of $45,500. Motion being moved and voted by the town council that the sum of $45,500 be transferred from the sources indicated above to the uses indicated above in the amount stated prior to June 30th of 2022. Resolution to become effective according to the provisions of the Town of Franklin Formula Charter. Move resolution 22-40. Second. Motion and a second. Discussion, Jamie. Uh, through you, Mr. Chairman. So these are just uh, on an annual basis, you know, in the last meeting of the fiscal year, usually there's a couple of transfers that we have to do. Uh, between departments legally, if it goes from one department to another, it requires an authorization from the council. Um, the real message here is not what's in the line items and where it went. Um, the good news is, is out of a near $138 million budget, um, all of our departments did a tremendous job staying within budget and working within their budget um, to where we only really have to transfer less than $50,000 from one place to another. Um, this is a very, very good reason why our department has to do a great job and why we get clean audits every year from the auditors. So kudos to the staff. Thank you. Thank you, Jamie. Questions or comments from the council? Councilor Comey and Ledger. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Through you and to the town administrator, can you just elaborate a little bit on the $10,000 fire expense under uses? Um, I believe there was a cost increase in one of the contracts. If you'd like, I can grab the fire chief in the other room and have you cut it. In. Sure. Thanks, Rosa. Paint salaries of 4,300 is not a big deal. I'm just curious about the 10,000 if that was something that wasn't budgeted. While we wait for the chief to come in, Councilor Fajardo, I'll come right back. What were the town administrator expenses? Yeah, were they normally set aside for? How do we save money? So, if you look through the budget of any department, you'll see things like conferences, office supplies. You'll see things like contracts. In our case, like marketing. When you, just for everybody to understand, any unspent money during the fiscal year goes in, that's what creates your free cash amount for the fall. 
So ultimately, every department has a lot of people that maybe leave or that there's a gap in employment, and so you don't pay people out. So there's always, in a lot of cases, a lot of odds and ends that are a part of every budget. So in terms of breaking down $7,800, it's probably a miscellaneous from all of those various accounts, like meetings and conferences, office supplies, and it's just an aggregate. Uh, from the marketing line item as well, there's probably some unspent money. So um, in the totality, that's where the, that's generally where those numbers will come from. I'll say. Thank you, Councilor Frangillo. Uh, Councilor Cormier Ledger. Chief, if you'd come forward. Go ahead. Hi, Chief. Uh, just curious, uh, we're going over some of the appropriation transfers and fire expenses. Line zero one two two zero two zero zero for ten thousand. I'm just hoping you could elaborate what that is. We were just a little, uh, little short on that on, on that side. Probably the um, two most significant factors was one was training. This past fiscal year, I did take twenty or twenty thousand off that from one fifty to one thirty. Um, once the ISO process got kicked in, we kind of went uh, put the pedal to the metal with training. Um, so we did go a little bit over on on that as well. EMS training, we went to a different vendor. And that vendor, what would they normally do is when they're on, when they're training on duty, we have, they have, they do their training on duty with the person that's doing the con ed for EMS training. Now, they get so busy that they're not catching the whole class, so we have to bring them back so they get the full training. So that was another factor that we're running into. With our new vendor that's the instructor, if they miss more than 30 minutes of a two hour class, they have to come back and take the whole class on, uh, take it again, so they're catching runs. They, they, they come down to the class at headquarters, they get pulled out, they don't come back for another 45 minutes, we have to bring them back in four hours, uh, which, is, which is the right thing. We want them to get the good training. It's just that, that it, the department's in that in-between growth period right now where we just can't keep them there for two hours without being called on a run. No, I so think training is an excellent yes. thing for us to be spending yes. money on, so yes. thank you for the explanation. Thank you. That's it, Any other questions or comments? Seeing none, the vote will come on the motion to approve resolution 22-40. Again, a majority vote's required. All those in favor, signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Resolution 22-41. Authority for town administrator to file clean water state revolving fund application. Clerk will read the resolution. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. This is Resolution 2241, <clears throat> Authorization for Town Administrator to File Clean Water State Revolving Fund Loan Application. Whereas the Town of Franklin, here and after known as the Town, after thorough investigation, has determined that work activity consisting of Beaver Street Interceptor Replacement and Rehabilitation and New Beaver Street Pump Station, uh, CWSRF 6979, uh, here and after known as the project, is both in the public interest and necessary to protect the public health and that to undertake this activity is necessary to apply for assistance and whereas the Massachusetts Department of Environmental Protection, the MassDEP, and the Massachusetts Clean Water Trust the Trust of the Commonwealth of Massachusetts pursuant to Chapter 21 and Chapter 29C of General Laws of Commonwealth, Chapter 21 and Chapter 29C are authorized to make loans to municipalities for the purpose of funding plan and construction activities relative to the water pollution abatement projects. And whereas the town has examined the provisions of the act 
chapter 21 and chapter 29C and believe it's to be in the public's interest to file a loan application and whereas the town acting by and through the Franklin Town Council by resolution 2102 has authorized borrowing for project of $25 million and by resolution 2239 has authorized additional borrowing of $8 million. Now therefore be resolved by the Franklin Town Council acting on behalf of the town of Franklin as follows. One, the town administrator is hereby authorized on behalf of the town to file applications and execute agreements for grant and or loan assistance as well as furnish such information, data, and documents pertaining to town's application for grants or loans as may be required and otherwise act as the authorized representative of the town in connection with this application. Two, that the purpose of said loans is awarded shall be to fund the construction activities in connection with the BBT interceptor replacement rehabilitation and New Beaver Street pump station. Three, that if said award is made, the town agrees to pay those costs, which constitutes the required applicant's share of that project cost. So resolution should become effective according to the provisions of the Town of Franklin Home Rule Charter. Move resolution 22-41. Second. Motion to second. Discussion, Jamie. Yeah, through you, Mr. Chairman. So this is the um, resolution that the state uh, revolving fund, the SRF program, is requiring us so that through the entire phase of the application and process to get the SRF loan, um, this allows me to go forward and sign um, probably piles and piles and piles <coughs> of documents, um, uh, literally, um, just signatory. So it just gives me the signatory authority to submit all the requirements. Thank you. Thank you, Jamie. Questions or comments from the council? Councilor Chandler. Through you, Mr. Chairman. Um, I, I know this was a big number, the eight million, and we do need it, we already went through all that. But I was just wondering if Brutus could tell the people at home that the town does have an inspector there. They're watching where, I'll let you speak to that. <laughs> just so they know that they're not just submitting bills, they're not just, it's not just getting inflated with nobody watching them. Uh, absolutely not. Uh, thank you, Mr. Chair. Yeah, sure. uh, Bruce Garrett, DPW Director. As, as Jane brought up, through the whole project, we actually have an outside consultant. They'll be there the whole time. That's uh, we'll be paying them to go there, and they bring in specialists too because we, we're doing everything from pump stations to buildings to digging up 140 and paving it after. So, and then even in, in protection of the town. You know, Jamie's doing a lot of the uh, bureaucracy, of the actual signing, but before he even sees it, it goes through the consultant, it goes to the inspector, we look at it before Jamie actually sees it. It's just, it's, it's a checks and balances type thing. So um, it's, it's very similar to uh, what, what we did on the, uh, the plant over on Grove Street. Yeah. And I do like to remind people, I know it's another $8 million, but that one did come under a budget. We are hoping this will come under budget too, so. That was a great word, protect the town. That's what I was looking for people to understand. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Councilor Chandler. Any other questions or comments from the council? Uh, just one quick, just a quick question. Councilor Jones. Mr. Chairman, through you to the town administrator. Um, this allows you, to, the signatory authority, to go off and sign for any of this application process. Um, it doesn't take away any rights of the council to approve the final loans and application when they're all said and done, correct? No. Nope. Okay. There'll be plenty more votes. <laughs> Good question. Good question. Uh, any other questions or comments? 
Seeing none, the vote will come on the motion to approve resolution 22-41. Majority votes required. All those in favor, signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Resolution 22-42, gift acceptance, Veterans Services Department, $1,960. Clerk will read the resolution. Uh, very happy to read this resolution, Mr. Chairman. This is Resolution 2242, Acceptance of Gifts, uh, Veterans Services Department, whereas the Veterans Services Department has received a very generous donation in the amount of $1,960 to be used to pay the costs associated with the police details during the 2022 Memorial Day Parade. Uh, donation is such. Veterans Services Department, uh, Veterans Gift Fund, $1,960 donated by Mr. Joe Halligan. Now, therefore, be resolved that the Town Council of the Town of Franklin, on behalf of the Veterans Services Department, uh, gratefully accepts this generous donation to be used to pay the costs associated with police details during the 2022 Memorial Day Parade. This resolution has become effective according to the provisions of the Town of Franklin on the Charter. Move Resolution 22-22. Second. Motion and second. Discussion. Jamie? No, I really quickly, Mr. Chair, I just want to say, you know, Mr. Halligan's name comes on these agendas pretty frequently. He's probably one of the more generous people, individuals that have been in town, and just want to thank him for his uh, gift. And, and just to remind everybody, in the next fiscal year, the, the budget you just approved will pay for these costs because it will be a town-sponsored event. Thank you. Thank you. Council of Plague. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. That was my question. Why wasn't it paid for this year if someone had to come forward to pay for it? It doesn't make sense. Through you, Mr. Chair. So, uh, unfortunately, there was a volunteer who used to, uh, I think, do the majority of the work. Um, and through the pandemic, I think, coming out, there was uh, not another group that was willing to lead the Memorial Day Parade. Um, and so uh, the town stepped up uh, to put the money in the budget for next year. In, the, in previous years, I believe it was the Rotary Club um, that raised the money and spearheaded the parade and the issues. So, um, you know, we're happy to take it over and, and having it as a town-sponsored event allows them to be controlled under our insurance and, um, and we'll pick up uh, the cost of that parade. And that's pretty, that's common in a lot of towns. This is not something going way off the grid. This is typically something that a lot of towns do. That, that doesn't make sense to me. Um, why, for a detail, police detail, that um, we had to get someone to donate that money? Why wasn't it taken out of our town budget? <clears throat> I don't think that answer you gave explained it. Through you, Mr. Chairman. So, again, in FY22, just what passed, you know, yeah. in, in May. Um, Traditionally, I believe the Rotary Club historically has funded the Memorial Day Parade. Detail and all? Detail yes. and all, yeah. And, and so what happens? a bit of a, I would kind of call it a bridge gap, um, where this year they weren't sure early on whether they would have the parade or not. So there wasn't, we didn't have money appropriated in the town budget for specifically for Memorial Day. That was done by the Rotary Club for well before I got here. Probably going back, I don't know, Mr. Chairman, how many years you think it might be, but 10, 15, 20 years. I know the Rotary Club has sponsored it and has run the parade and uh, Memorial Day, but I just don't agree with having to have an individual pay for a detail. We're not anymore. No, but we're doing it now, and that's, you know, that's a lot of money. And Joe, I think it's very nice to come forward to do this, 
but I just don't think he should have had to come forward. We should have found the money to pay for it. If we find it for other things, I can't understand why we wouldn't do this for Memorial Day, but you don't have to answer that. That's my opinion, okay? Thank, Thank you, you Mr. Chairman. Thank you, Council Blaker. Uh, Councilor Jones. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I mean, first off, I just want to thank Mr. Allen, who was in the, the town administrator is not wrong, but Joe's name shows up multiple times when it comes to generous donations to the town of Franklin. And this is undoubtedly yet another wonderful contribution by Mr. Allen, who just always seems to step up to the plate and help us out when we can help it out. Uh, another comment I wanted to make is the fact that uh, I think due credit needs to be given to former uh, Councilor Matt Kelly, exactly. who's actually um, spearhead the Memorial Day Parade in part, in, in part with the Rotary Club um, in, in, in being able to come up with those funds that they had fundraisers directly through their organization in order to come up with this money. It's a sad loss to see um, the, the, they, they're not continuing to support this um, Memorial Day Parade, but um, I wanted to thank them for their past endeavors in helping out the town. It, it, it's, um, it's just great to see Mr. Halligan help out like this, and I'm glad we're taking this over next year. Uh, thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thank you, Councilor Jones. I, I do agree with Councilor Plegley. It should be in our budget, and that's where it is going forward. So, uh, any other questions or comments? Seeing none, the vote will come on the motion to approve Resolution 22-42. A majority votes required. All those in favor, signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? No. One no. Uh, town Administrator's Report. Uh, I'm all set, Mr. Chairman. Subcommittee reports, I don't believe any, but uh, Kevin, no. 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 no subcommittee reports. So we'll move to future agenda items. Councilor Sheridan. Yeah, can we discuss the changing of the Massachusetts State Flag? Something that was brought up today. Yeah, we can talk about that. Okay, and also, uh, Mr. Chair, Jamie, we have some point that here from the Preservation Committee, and we still go to the Commission. Sure. Some updates about the the uh, the Estoga District. Um. Uh. Yeah. Oh, so the the um the historical district presentation will actually be done by our uh, uh by Vicki Ross. Okay. So that's probably going to be in like November. Okay. Thank you. Wait. Some of these things, as I know. people would have brought them up, yeah. we look at our agenda. Our agendas are out, as you just heard, out to November, so we don't have midnight meetings. So, uh, thank you, Councilor Sheridan. Council from Dillo. Yeah, I don't know exactly the form it would take, but I would like to follow up with the students who presented uh, Greenhouse Gas Commission's inventory. I know that they have a lot more data than they presented <laughs> and a lot more ideas about uh, how we can reach uh, net zero. It would be great to um, have a conversation and start to put the plan together. And then the other thing would just be uh, parking. I'm looking forward to getting parking back in the agenda. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> uh, and as far as the greenhouse, I totally agree with you on that because, you know, uh, I felt bad that he was looking to get us to ask questions and because of where it is on the agenda, we can. Mm -hmm. So getting it onto a future agenda, I'll make sure that happens. Okay. Councilor Hamlin. Um, thank you, Mr. Chairman. I would just, I just, uh, um, I, it's not second, I guess. I just want to say that I agree with um, Councilor Sheridan about 
um, a discussion about the flag. The, the discussion last night was very interesting. I think we should all hear it and be able to talk about it a little bit. Um, and um, definitely to have the emissions discussion sometime. That would be great. So thank you. Thank you, Councilor Hamlin. Councilor Cormier Ledger. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Not to be a broken record, but I, I heard the state flag presentation during office hours last Thursday. Found it very interesting. I would support my fellow counselors in at least hearing more from the group that's putting it together. Um, and then I would also like some formal time for that young man to come and share his data in a more uh, you know formal way that we can ask some questions. And he, he put, looked like he put a ton of work in his. Absolutely, absolutely. We'll put it on as a discussion. Okay, great. Thanks, Councilor Chandler. Nothing at this time. Thank you. <laughs> Councilor Plagri. Uh, thank you, Mr. Chairman. Plastic bags, are we going to bring that forward again, or what's happening with that? I know we put it on hold for a while. So, you, Mr. Chairman, it's been yeah. in uh, local code for four years. Yeah. We did pass it. Um, but didn't we put a hold on it during? Just a very brief COVID time. The state actually did. Okay, so it wasn't. But that's been pulled off. Yeah. So the state and the governor's decree at one point, he had put the path, it's kind of funny to think of this now. Two years ago, he put a plastic bag in. <laughs> you couldn't, you know. So, but the town bylaw was always in effect. It was just simply not in effect for the period that the governor said that we can't restrict plastic bag use. But it's always been in, and from my knowledge, unless some businesses out there are not playing by the rules, most have been doing pretty well, if not all. So they should not be using plastic bags? That's correct. That's correct. Okay. Well, I think that perhaps you have to put something out on um, Facebook or wherever <laughs> and let people know that they're not supposed to be using them because there are stores using them. I bet there is. Yeah. But I mean, nicely to say it to them because sure. they're maybe not aware of it. Yeah. We got a lot of new businesses in town, yeah. so maybe they don't yeah. know about it. Okay. That's a good point, to follow up. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Yeah. Councilor Jones. Yes, Mr. Chairman. I would like to see on our future agenda item, um, Davis Thayer Elementary School, which we put it by the school's um, surplus last Tuesday. It's coming. Good. It's coming right now. <laughs> Believe me. Uh, anything else? Nope. Nah. Well, no, I disagree with everybody else. That, yeah. that young gentleman, I, I'd like to have him come up. I mean, I think he did a great job, and I think he wanted us to ask questions. Unfortunately, we couldn't ask him any questions, but, yeah. And I do, I shop in Bellingham for my plastic bags. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Walmart. Okay. Shop oh, okay. <laughs> Counselor comments. Counselor Cormier-Lager. Uh, thank you, Mr. Chairman. Just want to... Uh, truly uh, say thank you to the town for that beautiful proclamation recognizing Pride Month. I think that shows the town has come a long way uh, in its uh, support uh, for the LGBT community here in town. And as a member of that community, my, my family just says thank you for that. And uh, I hope everybody will attend Sunday's Pride celebration on the Common from 12 to 4. Unfortunately, I will be unable to attend the inaugural celebration because I will be off celebrating 
21 blissful years uh, together with my husband. However, I have uh, communicated to the committee my appreciation. So thank you. Thank you, Councilor Cornelia. Councilor Chen. Through you, Mr. Chairman. Um, I just wanted to give a couple thanks. I didn't want to reiterate what everyone said, but this is my time now. So <laughs> um, all the people have volunteered, that all those people that we um, re-upped. Thank you so much. I mean, some of the people that were on the uh, rep committee have been doing that for before you were even involved. I, I've been there almost 20 years. 20 years? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'll say personally to Joe Alley, and that, that was great because the traffic would have been a nightmare without those people there directing traffic. So that was good. And I had a couple other little things to complain about, but after seeing the electric uh, youth, it just put me in a great mood. <laughs> I'm telling you, they were awesome. They really were. I'm, I'm really, they really just made me those couple of things I was going to complain about. So <laughs> that's it. Awesome. You know, we should bring them more often. <laughs> <laughs> and happy anniversary to you coming. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank, Thank you, Mr. Chandler. Uh, Council Pellegrini. Um, I don't have many things to say except for a sad situation. Uh, I don't know if many of you know Stacy Bauer, Karen Franklin. Um, she's been involved with politics and candidates and myself included. And very nice, very honest, very professional. And she passed away last night. She was a young age. Yes. So um, to her family, we offer our deepest sympathy and Thank you, Councilor Pellegrini. Councilor Sheridan. I would like to uh, thank the Franklin Clergy Council for organizing the nice event on the carbon for Saudi Arabia and Ukraine, uh, particularly Father Brian from St. Mary's and Pastor Jacob from the United Methodist Church. Thank you, Councilor Sheridan. Councilor Frangillo. The Franklin Arts Association uh, is opening their first ever art gallery, which has been a long time coming. And the grand opening, I think it's already open, but the grand opening uh, is tomorrow, 6 to 8. It's in the back of the Escape into Fiction. Um, and they were wonderfully uh, generous to, to work that space out. Um, and the other one is, is Pride Day. If, you can, if you're in town and you can make it, uh, uh, it warmed my heart to hear the proclamation today. Um, and I'm sure it'll warm my heart to see everyone there. Uh, that's Sunday at the Town Common, 12 to 4. And if you have a story to share, a performance, a poem, anything like that, there is going to be a space uh, for an open mic night. You can either find it in the, on the Facebook, you can find a sign-up link uh, on the Facebook page, um, or there might be some opportunities to just step up there if you're feeling inspired. Uh, but it'd be great to see everyone out there this Sunday. Thank you, Councilor Fungillo. Councilor Hamlet. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, I'm not going to reiterate what all my fellow counselors said, but ditto to all this, what everyone said. Um, I'm going to add that um, don't forget about the farmer's market. On Friday this year, the SNAP program is in effect. Um, Dean Bank has matched the first $10 you spend. So if you spend 10 you get 20 um, And I think that's really great. Uh, if you want information about that, go to the Honey, uh, Franklin Honey Company and um, those wonderful people are the people that manage the market and they have done a fabulous job. And um, thank them for all that, what they've done. 
Um, have a wonderful and safe Fourth of July, everyone. And um, and just enjoy the fact that we're here and we can we can um, live peacefully. Thank you. Thank you, Councilor Handler. Councilor Jones. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Just a, just a few things. Uh, first off, Mr. Chairman, I've, I've requested that uh, Jamie and the DPW director um, just some input as to what would be the feasibility of getting a um, light at the crosswalk of Main and Dean Street, right, right there, crosswalk at Dean College. Right there, I just wondered if Jamie had some insight as to what that feasibility would be for us to be through you, Mr. Chairman, I got an incredible response from uh, the DPW director. Uh, right there. He is? Yeah. Uh, uh, that uh, uh, Brutus and the town engineer uh, have taken note of it. Um, they're going out to check to see how close some of the ornamental lights are. I guess this was also looked at um, during the downtown reconstruction uh, project. Um, and we plan to try to talk to uh, the incoming new president who we most of us met last week, which yep. was very exciting, by the way, um, and the new chancellor to see if there's a partnership in case the expense is up there. But I know Brutus, and is there anything else to add, Brutus? I think, of course, there's something to add. <laughs> I just wanted to ask him to speak. The nice thing about the ornamental lights is they're LEDs, so that's easier to change. So if we need to, we need to upgrade it to a certain degree, and additionally, um, I was fine. I was driving through there today. The trees have grown down, so that might be affecting it too. Mm -hmm. Since since we read the trees, so we're we're going to take a look at them. Okay, um, Mr. Chairman, one of one of the things this that, is councilor Carmen. Exactly, so you can't yes, go back and forth. It's not going back and forth. One of the things I've noticed, and this is really just a comment, is that that particular light post is relatively simple to get some wiring into and get a light mounted from the bottom of the light fixture. I think it would be something relatively simple to do. I think that could definitely deserve to have a light at that crosswalk. It does get dark at night. Um, my other comment um, simply has to do with the fact that I apologize for my absence last week. I, I'm, I'm not usually out unless I have good reason to be out. Uh, I've tried to be here so that Steve kept track of my my attendance. I want my attendance record to remain as good as it is. So I was on Zoom last week because I was officially diagnosed with COVID for the first time in two and a half years. Um, I didn't become fully negative with COVID until Monday. My boss wanted to let me back into work. So unfortunately, I was driving with my wife completely crazy uh, for almost two weeks. But I'm happy to be back. I'm happy to be back in the seat, and I'm glad my counselors uh, are willing to listen to me talk. We are very glad that you're feeling better, Councilor Jones. Councilor Pellegri did a magnificent job showing you. He did. I already, already back. Councilor Delorco. Thank you, to you, Mr. Chairman. I think we need a proclamation for Glenn's wife for taking care of Second. <laughs> I think that's the same one. <laughs> I got her set too, so she's like, uh, But, uh, but um, what I, I just want to give a shout out to the uh, Franklin High baseball team. I know they came up with a tough loss, two to one against Taunton, but uh, they had a great season. Uh, I mean, that team has been unbelievable the last four or five years. They have a great program up there. They have nothing to be ashamed of. They played a very heck of a uh, season and uh, just wanted to give a shout out to them because they definitely, definitely deserve it. Um, and um, and Stacy's been a friend of mine for a long time, so I want to, uh, you know, send her deepest sympathy to her and her young kids too. Unfortunately, but uh, 
That's it, Mr. Chairman. Thank you, Councilor Delarco, and condolences to the Bauer family. Uh, as well, uh, the Franklin High School baseball team uh, finished second in Division One in the state. Uh, they lost the game two to one. Uh, it was a great, great ball game, great season. Uh, but I think we remiss. I also, if I'm not mistaken, the Franklin boys lacrosse team and the Franklin girls lacrosse team both made it to either the quarters or the semis. Uh, I think they both lost the Lincoln Sunday. The, the same, same day. day. Yeah. <laughs> the same day. But I'm not sure if it was the quarters or the semis. Congratulations. Semis. Semis. Okay. Uh, certainly congratulations to them as well. Okay. Uh, we do have a need this evening uh, to go into executive session. Uh, collective bargaining. Uh, exemption number three. Collective bargaining. All town unions to discuss strategy with respect to collective bargaining. If an open meeting may have a detrimental effect on the bargaining position, the public body and the chair so declares, and we will not return to open session. You declare. I declare. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I'd like to make a motion uh, to go into executive session for the purposes of uh, collective bargaining, all town unions to discuss the strategy with respect to collective bargaining. If if an open meeting may have a detrimental effect on the bargaining position of the public body, then the chair so declares and to not return. Um, second. Motion and a second. Roll call vote. Clerk will call the roll. Kwame Lake. Yes. Charity. Yes. Chairman. Yes. Dillo. Yes. Well, I agree. Yes. Yes. Jones, yes. Nice chair. Yes. Chair. Yes. 9-0, sir. And to Thank you. And thank you one and all for listening and those in the council chambers. Thanks for joining us. We are now producing this in collaboration with Franklin TV and Franklin Public Radio. This podcast is my public service effort for Franklin, but we can't do it alone. We can always use your help. How can you help? If you can use the information that you find here, please tell your friends and neighbors. If you don't like something here, please let me know. Through this feedback loop, we can continue to make improvements. And I thank you for listening. For additional information, please visit franklinmatters.org. If you have questions or comments, you can reach me directly at suresteve at gmail.com. The music for the intro and exit was provided by Michael Clark and the group East of Shirley, the piece is titled Ernesto Manana, copyright Michael Clark and Tin Type Tunes in 2008, and used with their permission. I hope you enjoy. And by the way, you can also subscribe and listen to Franklin Matters Radio on your favorite podcast app. Search in podcasts for Franklin Matters.